over the past five weeks, we have really walked through the idea of, here's how I term it, making and marketing your book. Uh, books aren't so much written, we say, all throughout our website, all throughout our resources, as much as they are assembled. You really pull uh, multiple pieces together, ideas, stories, research, experience, uh, pictures, graphics, social media posts, other things that you've taught, snips you've heard. You pull all of that together, you aggregate it, and then you assemble it, and then you reassemble it, and then at some point you amplify that message to the world. And so we've really, for several episodes now, talked about the idea of what does it take to launch a book? How do you do that? Uh, What does it take to get a launch team together, to have a group of people in your corner that are going to help you push that book to the world? We've talked about the idea of self-publishing the book, of uh, really the process of pulling all of the ideas together with that whole aggregate assemble, reassemble, 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 amplify type of message. And so I thought it might be helpful to just pull one of my friends on who's used that process. I've known Chris Massey for a few years now. I met him online. He was in one of my Facebook groups that that I host. And through that process, we really got to know each other. At some point, I learned that Chris had done some life coaching. And through that process, learned that he was wanting to write a book. I invited him down to my house, actually, when we recorded the first live training workshop of Amplify. Now, that is the most robust course on our website. I'll put a link down to it in the show notes below, as well as the book. That really is 500 pages, hardback, lots of pictures. It is the Encyclopedia Britannica of amplifying your message of multiplying and monetizing that thing that's on your heart. Well, when we recorded all of that live with a handful of people to create that course, I had several friends here. Chris was among them. And at some point, he said, okay, I got it. Now I understand the bigger picture. I see how my message fits together with writing the book how that fits together with repurposing it towards other forms of content, how I can use the ideas in the book for coaching, I could use that for eventual courses, how I use that for my website and email sequences and social media. And at some point, once you start flying at 30,000 feet, even though the, the work happens in the weeds, you start really seeing what to do at each point. And no, you don't have to do it all at once. You just at that point, understand the bigger picture. And so Chris started writing that book. Ultimately, the book came out this December. Uh, Soft launched the ebook. He's putting out the paperback book. Uh, maybe even by the time that you listen to this, I'll put a link down to his book in the show notes as well. The book is titled this, The Clarity Question. What does this season require? Now, Chris is in a different stage of life than I am. I'm uh, well into midlife. He's not. He has small kids. And I think if you look closely, 
There's this subtle danger that we have in life when we try to compare where we are with where other people are. In general, that could be a problem. But an even bigger issue, when they're friends that are helping pull us along, helping shape us, helping motivate us, you know, sometimes comparison can really highlight to us what's possible. But we can reach this discontent when we start comparing where we are to where someone else is, when in reality, they may be 10, 15 years down the road, down the experience journey, down the accumulation of assets and resources journey. And Chris brings it back to, hey, you know, just as there are different seasons in the weather, you expect something different in the summer than you do in the fall and in the winter and in the spring, each season really to leverage that season demands you do a specific kind of work. It it doesn't make sense to harvest for the most part during the winter here where I live. You know, that happens later on in the year. There's a season to plant, a season to cultivate, a season to reap. And it's true in every area of life that different seasons demand different things. And so that's really what he started writing the book on is there are goals, there are dreams that you have inside of you. But to get clarity on how do you fit all of this together and how do you see the bigger picture, the plans that God has for your life, that you may have for your life, to get clarity on when and how to execute, how to fit it all together, he really said, you've got to understand the season of life you're in. Some things are, are a go for it right now. Some things are a no for now, not for later. So that is his message. And I invited him onto the podcast. I'm going to do this in a one-two punch just to take you behind the curtain let you see what he's done. Now, before I roll into it, if we can help you do what Chris has done, there's a link down at the bottom of the show notes again, where you can schedule a free strategy session. It's a non-sales call. Let's just talk and see what might help you move forward faster. All of that information, as well as some of the resources that he and I are going to refer to, that's all down below. Here's my friend, Chris Massey. I want you to talk to me about the book and tell me what you put into it. Like, give us an overview of the book first. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. Um, so actually last February, when I came down to um, be a part of the audience, when you recorded a bunch of videos for uh, the Amplify program, um, you know, thank you, you for that about- plug. Cause I'm going to put that in the show notes where people can buy yeah. that <laughs> anyway. Um, so when I came down to Alabama for that, um, you know, you asked the question, what is your message? And at the time I was getting ready to prepare a talk for a landscape company, um, who again, you know, landscape industry, they have busy season and they have off season. And so I was going to come in and speak to this company, um, about, you know, getting ready to go into busy season. It was our first meeting, um, after most of them had been off all winter as well. And so I was thinking, well, I'll just prepare a book. I'll try to write it and have a book ready. Well, 
I didn't have the book ready. <laughs> you have the um, book before you go to do the talk. That was my goal. I'm like, well, Andy can write them fast. I'm sure I can just write this fast too. I know what I want to say. All you got to do is just write it, right? Well, once I started writing, I'm like, okay, it's more intense than the talk, but that's okay. It was my starting point. And, and, um, well, and it's more intense. I mean, I did that for a, I was going to speak at a church back, you know, last year before that. And I wrote a book before I went to speak at them because all the talks I was going to give, I'd already given before, dumped them into a book and it is more intense, but it was my prep time for that series of talks. And I don't have small kids running around the house. <laughs> yeah, it was my first one. So I gave myself grace and I was okay with that. Um, but I also aimed high. You know, I wanted to do as much as I could ahead of time to think, okay, am I ready to do this? Not quite, but yeah. that's okay. I didn't fail. I just learned. Yeah. Um, so the whole thing stemmed from I wanted to ask them a question because I had been a part of the um, landscaping industry for a long time. I was a part of a mulch company. So I understood busy season. And then, you know, being off and not busy season. And so I just asked the question, what does this season require? Um, and once I started asking them that question, we will walk through seven different areas of life. You and I met because of um, the ULA, our ULA connection, um, when in looking at seven different key areas of life and getting to focus on those. And, you know, we can set goals in those areas. Um, and so I started applying that same thing to, to this, what does this season require in our fitness, in our finances, in our family, in our faith, in our friends, in our in our fun, and I'm missing one, um, something else, but our field, you know, what we do for work. And so what does our this season require of us to get it right in those areas? And so I just asked them questions and told some stories and it went well. And so I took all that content I uploaded it into a book format then and half the book was already written, but then I'm like, I want to talk about more than what I talked about in that talk because I want to talk to more people. Not everybody's in the landscaping industry. The other thing that made me think about this book a lot that really kickstarted me and asking this question for myself was, um, I guess that time of year um, in February, you know, that's kind of the end of basketball season almost, um, high school sports. Yeah. And so we are going to our local high school. My wife and I, we have four kids. And our youngest, he's out on the couch right now. He's in preschool now. He was not in preschool back then. <laughs> um, and so he – Which is code for he is at the house all the time back then. Is that <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay. <laughs> so he was, four, he was four years old back in February. And we would go to these basketball games. and. I swear he had this built-in barometer in his body that as soon as the fourth quarter hit, he could just sense the pressure of the game and just the intensity of the crowd. And he would say, you know, with four minutes left in the game, he'd say, Dad, I got to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, so I'd take him, and then we'd be in the bathroom the whole time. I'm in the stall with him. He's still in, he was he was still in that phase where he would just strip down. So I'm standing there, he's sitting on the toilet. I'm hearing the buzzer go off and the crowds go nuts. And I'm like, I have no idea what's happening. Which crowd? <laughs> yeah. Who's <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And it happened more than once. It wasn't just one time, it was multiple times. But I had to realize that's what this season requires. This season requires <laughs> me to be in the stall with my son because that's what he needs for me. Now that's what this season requires. That's not what next season requires from him. He's not as much in that phase now. 
Um, and next season, you know, he won't be in that season at all. And he won't need right. that. But he's good himself. And I'm, while I'm looking forward to that, that's not what this season is. And so yep. I start asking myself, what does this season require with my family? Well, right now it's that. Well, what does this season require with my work? What does this season require with our money and with our health and that kind of stuff? And so then just kind of tied into, hey, I know what I can write about now. And so that's where the book stem from. And um, that's what the book does. It asks the question, what does this season require? And the book is called The Clarity Question. Because once we know what this season requires, then we know how to get it right. And then we're able to answer the question and know what we need to do. So that is the clarity question is what is related to what does the season require? Correct. It's so good because I I remember, uh, you know, I built that tiny house at my house. I added it on, um, built it by myself. You've hung out at it. You, you stayed. I mean, you you were there. Yeah. And one of my good friends, uh, his name's TJ. He did all the dirt work for me. I mean, he's got super skills. And at the same time, TJ is probably... 12, 15 years younger than I am. And so I remember, you know, I'm renovating and adding on to my house with cash at the time. And, you know, he was asking me something related to the budget or finance or something. And, you know, I told him, I said, well, I had set this money aside for this. And so that's what I'm using. And he was like, oh, he, he, in short, he was saying he didn't have the ability to do that. And it made him feel like, in his words, second rate, a loser. I should be farther along. And I told him, it's like, man, 15 years ago, I was nowhere near where you are now. You're trying to compare yourself to me. I'm 15 years ahead of you at least. And you're ahead of where I was when I was your age. And so, there is a disconnect that happens when we don't know the right season and we're not able to evaluate. I mean, he he was ahead of where he should be, not behind, but by not knowing the season of life he was in, he felt like he was a failure, whereas really he was advanced. Yeah. Anyway, I, I had not even thought about that connection until you started sharing that story. So you had the idea based on landscaping and seasons and you know my guys come out and do the grass from whatever march april until now they don't even cut the grass they just blow all the leaves and do the gutters and everything so there's different seasons require different attention you make the leap to family and every other thing keep keep sharing yeah so um well, I once I started diving into each area of life, um, it was it was often more of kind of I got to think more clearly on what is important to me. What do I need to get clarity on um, to get it right? And you know, for many of us, we we don't prioritize family as much as we say we do. Um, and right. and here. Here's what, I, here's what I mean with that. You know, family is the ones that we dream about spending vacations with them. We go on vacations with them. We work hard to provide for them in everyday life. Um, and so family is, is actually who we who we 
family is probably the most important area in our life, but we don't always live up to that. And so sometimes we. It's like the instance, right answer. It's not always the correct application, though. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm missing some of the right words here that I have in the book, but, um, you know, family is like for me right now, like we have young kids. My youngest is five. My oldest is only 12. And so we're still in that stage of, of setting the foundation, um, of getting the small conversations, right. You know, we're, we're, we're building a consistency habit of showing up, providing, being patient as much as we can. <laughs> we're not perfect, but, uh, but if we don't get it right now, if we don't get it right with each of them, and they're each different, there's no way we're going to be able to build that trust to be able to get it right in the big decisions they're going to make later in life. Right. So right now, we're finding the foundation. So this season requires, well, in reality, next season's success, the success of next season requires us to get it right now so that we have their trust to help them in that season. Because, you know, sometimes we, you know, family actually probably is the most important area of life. I guess this is how I would say it. Family is the most important area of life because we work hard for our family. We dream of going on vacation for our family. We work for retirement so we can spend it with who? With our family. family. And so that's where it becomes family actually is the most important, but yet we don't always prioritize it correctly. Um, On that note, Something else I think I've heard you say, and I've actually heard Dave and Troy, the two Ula guys, they've said this as well, um, is that just because life is, in, you know, we want the balanced life. We want the proper balance between work and family or money and finances or, uh, or, or um, our faith and our friendships. We want the right balance in all those things. But proper balance doesn't necessarily mean equal time. It just means it means the appropriate priority in that season. And so for for instance, with my journey as well, um, I actually found out this spring that you know I had cancer in my tongue. And it was sudden, it wasn't expected. We thought everyone around me thought I was super healthy. I thought I was super healthy, and yet I find myself, hey, I have cancer. And so I had to decide, well, what are the next steps I want to take? Um, I chose to have surgery, to re- and so they removed half my tongue. Um, it was literally doc- half. Is that what you're saying? It literally half. Okay. And so they actually thought it was going to be less than that, only about a third or so before surgery. And so um, in July, I had a biopsy when everything found out, okay, yep, that's you have cancer. You need to have surgery to figure out, you know, get it removed. In August then, they, they went in. They kept cutting until they would test it and cut and test and cut until they came back negative where there was no more cancer um, in the tissue around the tongue. Once they were done cutting, half of my tongue was gone. So the whole left side was gone. Then that was only the, that was probably the easy part of the surgery. Um, the next part was they took tissue from my forearm, um, probably about four or five inches long and about two, two inches wide in a big oval. And then they reconstructed that, um, basically built a new tongue with that part of my forearm. Uh, um, then I took a skin uh, a skin graft from my leg and covered up that hole in my forearm just to help it heal more quickly. So I was in the hospital for a full week. I couldn't talk for 
four or five days because I had a trach. Two surgeries. Well, it was all in one, two different doctors. Okay, two so, different two different tasks. Okay. Yep. yep. So it was very invasive. <laughs> um, I would say. <laughs> uh, think I can talk much more clearly than I could that first couple weeks um, after yeah. surgery. Um, I can eat. I can swallow again. Um, I never knew I was going to have to learn how to swallow again. And so my... I was I was out of balance. That surgery put me out of balance for a yeah. season. It wasn't, um, you know, wasn't ideal. I actually missed our entire week of the fair. Uh, my kids, my two older kids, show sheep at our county fair. It's like kind of like our vacation into summer kind of thing for the kids. Um, even though my wife is a school teacher at a different school than my kids go to, she has she's already in school, <laughs> but she's able to join every afternoon. Yeah, and even stay the night there i had to miss all that my wife missed all that this year um so again my life wasn't in balance in that season but i chose to be out of balance for a specific season so that long term i could be more in balance my life would be in balance well in that season the most important thing was healing correct i mean so you you were i mean arguably anyway keep keep continue It, it makes complete sense yeah, and so sometimes we ha- we we want to focus on a specific area of life for that season, so that and it's not really necessarily mean imbalance um, compared to everything else. But if we can focus more intentionally in a certain area of life, then it puts us in balance overall with our whole life, with all the areas in the long run. Well, and I so think again, the, the difference is when people start seeing. I mean, you got to be honest with yourself if it's a season or if it's become your way of life. And so, you know, for a season, yes, out of balance. When you look at the trajectory of life, it's totally in balance. It's it's figuring out what you need to do to manage the whole. And I think the danger comes in some people think, well, they just confuse the idea of of a season with. You know, I mean, in, in in the year, like right now, we've entered into fall as of the recording of this. So the leaves are all falling. My driveway, you can't even see it. Leaves everywhere. That's okay right now. That's what's expected in this season. But if it comes May and there's still leaves everywhere, we've got a problem. It's no longer a season. We, we've kind of locked in and we're not making progress. And so for you, locking in on that point of, what we're doing right now is healing. What we're doing right now is focusing on whatever we need to do to get better. We're not focusing on work. We're not focusing on growing our business. We're not focusing on running a triathlon. We're not focusing on some of the other things that I've seen you do. Like the correct focus was this season requires health. Correct. Yeah. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because I was home from the hospital. Um, I was starting to heal. I was starting to feel better. Um, actually it was, I think it was right before the surgery. So it was between my biopsy surgery to find out, yep, that's cancer and my big surgery. Um, I had a pick line, which is an IV in my upper arm that then has a tube that goes all the way to my heart. Um, I had that when I was in the hospital so they could administer, um, some IV and fluids more quickly. Sometimes cancer yeah. patients when they're treated, um, they, they have that in the whole time. And so they're like, oh, leave it in. You're probably going to need it through the whole process. Once I got down to the hospital where I had my surgery, they're like, we actually don't want that in. <laughs> um, 
So yeah. I just had that taken out and it was within like later that week, it was um, my, the triathlon I do, I've done a few times. My friend's like, Hey, are you still, are you going to do it by chance? I wasn't sure. I was like, you know, I wasn't planning on it. I actually forgot about it, but let is me ask my wife. Is that Matt high? It was not him. He did it with me. Okay. Uh, it, was one of my, it was one of my friends, Austin. Okay. And uh, he ended up doing it, but I was like, I better ask my wife just to be sure. And I, I was like, Hey, Babe, what do you think of this? I, I kind of want to do it. She's like, are you stupid? I'm like, no. <laughs> you can't. Like, you have an infection in your arm. You would get an infection in your arm if you swam in that pond. And Yeah. yeah. So, thankfully, I listened to her. You'd have all so, these amoeba wow. and plankton and everything else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it could have been bad. So. But along those lines, too, um, you know, for me, um, my my faith life um actually fuels my every other area of life um and so i've i've been able to tap in and realize you no know, my faith like it drives everything else i find my purpose um from from my faith and from there it helps direct me to okay what do i need how do i make an impact here how do i make an impact over there and so um you know each area of life can be different family is the, one of the most important areas of life for all of us but faith for me is is definitely up there as well because it fuels everything else yeah that i do for work how i use my money how i save my money what we do with our money um how i treat my family how i treat my friends who are my friends um it affects a lot of different things there that makes sense so is there anything else you want to share with me about the message of it? Or do you want to shift into the process of writing the book? Yeah. I mean, I, we could probably shift into the process. Of writing, I'm going you know? to edit some of this stuff out. So, you know, don't worry about it being a clean, whatever. Yeah. I you'd probably... yeah. <laughs> is there okay, a question so... you want to into that? Yeah. Yeah. So the, I mean, so the main thing I need to capture out of the front is like this, the message kind of drives out of you already had this message and then it's kind of the real world living it out. It keeps developing and developing and developing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So talk to me, talk to me about the process of writing the book. Cause you said you wrote the book in a sense, you got about half the information down while you're preparing for a talk, which is great because one of the things we teach people is to repurpose all of your content. So stop, stop seeing it as well, I do talks, I do books, I do courses, I do coaching, you know, and start seeing it as same message, just different delivery mechanisms. So you start repurposing the content and shooting it out in various formats, social media, even shooting it out in the same. So as far as like, Putting that into the book, let's just talk about the writing process and all of that. How did how did you do that? Yeah, um, so I still work for another company, um, but I have the flexibility of working from home whenever I want, and I can work as much or as little as I want. Um, and so I I started setting aside um, two mornings a week where I would just write, and so. Um, I kind of just picked a chapter 
I mean, when I first started, I just started writing. I'm like, I think I want to do this. I think I want to do this. And then you just kind of dumping um, all the information out. Correct. So kind of like okay. you talk about, kind of just start, you have all this content and then you start aggregating. You start yeah, getting it, all, it out. Yeah. Get it out of your head and on the paper before you even think about shaping it. Yeah. It's got, I mean, I, I think we use the analogy in one of the social media posts about it's kind of like Legos where you just, when you buy a kit of Legos, you can make all these shapes that they are all these designs they have on the box, but you just dump all the pieces out and then you sort. And so what you're doing, like in this phase is you're just aggregating is like, you're just dumping everything out and starting to sort ideas, not into the shape of the book, but like, like ideas with like ideas with like ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so if we start from the very beginning of, Hey, I want to talk about this with this company. I want to ask this question. Oh, seasons kind of makes sense. Let's let's talk about season. Well, what does it require? I wasn't even sold on how I want what the main top title was going to be for a long time. But I just like I was like, well, I like these different areas. I don't feel like we usually talk about these different areas with employees all the time. But I care about employees. I mean, that was I burnt myself out in my career because I didn't set boundaries at yeah. work. Um, I felt like I was always on. Um, I felt like I always had to have my phone available, and I hated that. Um, but I, I had worked myself to that position, and I didn't let myself go. I didn't, I didn't let certain tasks go that I should have let go. And so, um, you know, I burnt myself out. And so, because of my experience, I was like, man, how someone is at home matters a lot. Um, someone's face, it matters even when they're at work. I think if we can get someone to improve their home life and their family life, well, that's going to make them even better at work. If they're good with their money, that, then they don't necessarily have the stress necessarily to show up stressed out at work, um, but they're, they're able to enjoy time with their friends more. And so they'll become yeah. a more well-balanced individual. And so I started asking these questions and I've always been asked, I'm a question asker. And I just always have been as far as internally, because I want to improve. And, and when I share questions, people are like, oh, I like your perspective. That's a good question. Um, whereas my wife comes from a different angle. She's a different kind of question asker. She's a math teacher. And so she's a black and white thinker for the most part. Very logical. Um, she is. And she thinks of things that I've never thought of before. And so she's super helpful when it comes to well, what's the plan? What's the action step? What's you know this, this, this? I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And so together, we we ask really good questions if we if we choose to work together, if I choose to let her ask me questions. Yeah, if you choose to, yeah, right. Choose to lean into that wisdom. Yeah. And so, you know, so I had, okay, let's do, I want to walk through the seven areas of life. Well, what does that look like? And just started writing. Okay, if we talk about family, what do I want to ask these people about their family? Like, what's important? And then I would write. And then let's switch to a different area. And I write. I was like, oh, actually, I want to circle back to family again. You know, I tried to write some more. And I was like, okay, I want to, I think I got the idea down. Now let's start put, putting final touches on this. Now I was like, well, I should probably find a format, uh, a template to see where I'm at page wise. Once I found the template and uploaded everything to it, I was like, well, shoot, I already have a hundred pages. This is awesome. <laughs> um, and then I just kept working away. I was like, okay, I want to find. And so I started again, just one or two days a week uh, for only about two hours because that was probably till about this fall after he went to school, um, pre preschool, and I started having. Um, is that Jacoby? Jacoby's in fifth grade. Grady 
is my youngest. Brady is the one that was you were having to pastor the poop sessions because of <laughs> yeah. that season. Okay. Okay. So, so you say you, you drop it into a template, and instantly once you have a template, instead of just random words on the page, it actually. I mean, we've taught this too. Once you get it into a book template, it looks like a book, acts like a book, thinks like a book, and you start envisioning it as a book. Yes. Yeah, it gets a little bit more serious at that point. You're like, hey, this is becoming a reality. It's, I got it's some a dream. Yeah. Um, and then even now, um, you know, I've got it uploaded. I could list it for sale right now on Amazon. Uh, I'm messing with the cover a little bit, just getting that right. Um, and then once I do that, I'll have I order my own copy, just be able to hold yeah. it and take care of it as well. So um working on the ebook right now. That's been tricky, but I've been for a long time, I never gave myself permission to learn something. I felt like I always had to have it done immediately. Um, so this this has taught me patience and problem solving, and I'm I'm grateful for this process. It's been really good for me. Um, probably, I mean, it's probably been the right time of life to do it. Just with you know this whole spring and summer and the big changes I've been making in my my health, my eating, all my habits again. Um, just with going through the cancer journey and everything. But um, it's been, I had to, re like I said, I had to relearn how to approach something. And I even talk about this in the book when it comes to work. Um, does this season, you know, what does this season require at work? And I asked this question, is what you're, is it hard or is it just new? You know, when something's hard, it requires a lot of effort. Sometimes it's physical yeah. effort. I have to go dig a hole in the backyard. That's hard work or I have to write a book. Sometimes that's hard work of sitting down, putting, you know, like you said, putting hours in the chair of yeah. getting it done. But sometimes it's just new. And when something's new, it takes a different energy to, to approach it with. But when you understand that, oh, it's new, well, I'm going to approach it with a student mindset, then I'm willing to learn and I'm willing to take the time that takes to learn it won't come immediately and so that's where the patience um came into play there for me hey i wanted to take a quick break i am holding in my hand the newest book process over permission it is your i'm just reading it right off the cover here long subtitle but it tells you what it's going to do your 11 point plan to make the publishing game work in your favor and multiply and monetize your message now here's what i would love to do ship you this book uh, send it to you. I've already bought the book for you. It's absolutely free. It is sitting in our shipping department downstairs. We office out of the house and we have an entire setup down there. Uh, I would love to ship it to you. You pay the shipping and handling. I will send you the book. The link is down in the show notes. Here's what you're going to learn. It's just what the subtitle says. It's an 11 point plan to make the publishing game now work in your favor. You might've felt like you wanted to write a book or you might've thought, hey, I've got an idea, a message to share with other people. You might've even thought, hey, this is something people need to know, but you're not sure how to get started. Or if you got started and even got that thing on paper or in your computer somewhere, how would you even get it out there? Well, this book is going to outline the process that I would use, the processes we actually do use even now 
to move the message from idea to print to course to coaching to blog post to podcast to all the other things without doing more work. In fact, once you understand the process, you can actually do less work and achieve more. And I tell you this, now is the best time to do this. The technology, the industry, so many things have changed so that now all of this works in your favor, even if you've never done this before. So I would encourage you, the link is down in the show notes, Process Over Permission, your 11-point plan to make the publishing game work in your favor and multiply and monetize your message. You can do it. Well, help. The book is down in the show notes. We bought it for you. Pay the shipping and handling. It's on the way. Just tell us where to send it. I'll see you soon.